fetch your earbuds, and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in-show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. It's a dog's life with Angela Ardolino, and I'm excited today to talk to Brandy Vaughn. She is an expert on vaccinations and has done so much research on pet vaccinations. She's going to talk to us about the risks, what they do, what's the chemicals, the dosing. Um, it's a really enlightening uh, conversation. I know uh, a couple years ago I learned about the titers test, which is a test you can actually give your dog to find out if they even need um, the vaccination in the first place. Um, I also learned things like they gave little dogs the same as big dogs for dosing. So there's a lot of things that we need to know, and she's going to answer a lot of those questions today. So stay tuned with Brandy Vaughn, and It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino. It's a Dog's Life will be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart Pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, Smart Pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart Pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million Smart Pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Hi, Brandy. Hi, thank you for thank- having me on today. You bet. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I am thrilled to have you on because I have so many questions for you as concerned pet parents want to know whether to vaccinate or not. Um, and I'd first, before we get into that, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about you and why the heck did you start this organization called LearnTheRisk.org and what does it do? So yeah, I will try to be as brief as possible with my story. I can get a long-winded, uh, a bit long-winded. 
I used to work in the pharmaceutical industry, Merck specifically, which is the maker of most childhood vaccines as well as most pet vaccines. Wow. And I didn't sell vaccines specifically, but I sold a drug called Vioxx, which was in the end, one of the largest medical scandals to ever hit the US. Uh, experts say that hundreds of thousands of people died in the five years Vioxx was on the market. It was a pain reliever that was actually causing uh, heart, heart attacks and strokes as well and increased death rate by four to five times. So I saw it all go down on the inside and what, you know, was, what eventually came out in the media was exactly what I saw. There were campaigns to discredit doctors, to discredit academics, anyone who was uh, questioning Vioxx, who was speaking out. The study that was under attack had been stopped. It was funded by Merck. And as soon as some of the study investigators started uh, raising alarm signals about heart attacks, the study was stopped. Did they pull the drug from the market? No. No matter how many thousands and thousands and thousands of people were losing their life over this drug, it was a business decision. And that was shocking to me because my eyes were really opened. I thought I was getting into the pharmaceutical industry to improve people's quality of life and to help people. And it was, you know, it was eye-opening and shocking. I left Merck before Vioxx was even pulled from the market, which it was eventually. Six billion was paid out, a billion in fraud, and five billion in class action lawsuits. And the, the saddest thing is that it was still a good business decision, right? And all of Merck's information about it and, and that came out afterward, it was really about driving business and driving profit at the expense of people and patients. And, so I stepped completely out of the industry off that. I was very disillusioned. I moved to Europe for eight years. I saw how things were done completely differently, very um, low rate of uh, drug visits, uh, doctor visits, sorry. <laughs> They're pretty much interchangeable at this point. Um, doctor visits where I was living in Holland and very low dependence on drugs, very healthy lifestyle, very active, very happy, healthy people. Completely different than what I was seeing in the US. So. My mindset did a, a total 180, and I, you know, went off the medications I was on. I was on an allergy med and part-time on an asthma med. So I, w I went off all my drugs. I started to embrace more of a natural-type lifestyle, and um, I became healthier, much healthier for it. And when I had my son, um, so I didn't start speaking out initially, when I had my son, in Holland, uh, in a natural home birth, and I came back awesome. to the U.S. with him. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, when he was six months old, I was uh, bullied by a pediatrician. My son was vaccine-free. I had did no drugs, no vaccines during pregnancy. Those were not done at the time, which was uh, eight years ago in Holland, and um, no vaccines uh, until you know. I mean, ever he's vaccine-free right now, but well, forever. <laughs> um, Maybe you could scratch that part, yes. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, he's vaccine-free, and I was bullied by a pediatrician in a, the office, and I said, I'm just here to get weighed and uh, to get him weighed and the height and the measurements. And he said, oh, well, he doesn't have any vaccines. We're going to have to catch him up on a dozen vaccines today. And I said, well, he's perfectly healthy. Why does you know he need vaccines? And he said, don't worry. Um, I've done all the research for you. Uh, you can trust me about this. And I said, mm, I used to work for Merck. I used to call on pediatricians and I know where you get your research. So I'm going to do my own. And I thought it was a bit funny. I was 
kind of teasing him. He did not take it that way. He got all red in the face, got very upset, um, stormed out of the room, slammed the door. And the nurse came in and said, okay, well, appointment's over. We'll see you in two months. And I said, well, you're not really going to see me again. And um, he never did. So my son, that was the day I started my vaccine research because I already knew to be very, very, very skeptical of any medical products pushed by the pharmaceutical industry. And I knew how doctors, and in this case with pet vaccines, veterinarians can be influenced by the industry, which is absolutely 100% about putting profits before patients and um, pets. So I uh, started my research then, and again, I didn't speak out. You know, it takes a lot of courage to stand up against an industry that, when you're working inside of it, makes you very aware of um, how powerful they are. And, uh, you know, it's, it just, it's never one's dream to speak out against the pharmaceutical industry, for sure. They make life very difficult for probably the rest of my life on a daily basis. But then a law came in California which said my vaccine-free kindergartner, who was healthy as can be, far, far healthier than his heavily vaccinated peers, could not go to school in California. So it was called SB277. We don't have to go into the details of that, but that was pretty much my inspiration for starting to speak out because I realized that they're going to start with the children and they're going to start with vaccines because everyone has this uh, belief in the vaccine system, which isn't really based on science and facts, but basically a belief system that's been pushed by uh, media propaganda and pharmaceutical propaganda. And so I stepped into the fight in that, and then I founded Learn the Risk, which is a nonprofit. We're global, actually, and working to raise awareness of vaccine dangers, but also pharmaceutical drug dangers and unnecessary surgeries and medical errors and all of these things that I also talk about. Because... What I'm seeing is we have one of the sickest societies, uh, children, adults, and pets as well in the developed world, and it doesn't have to be this way. And we don't have a lack of healthcare. In fact, we pay more per capita per person for healthcare. We have more of it per person than most of the developed world, yet we are sicker than the, than the rest of the world. We have 54% of children with chronic illnesses. We have illnesses coming up in children now that never used to be that way. It used to be seniors, right? Childhood cancer is the second leading cause of death in they're children. Not, they're not even going to outlive their parents this generation. Oh, it's not even going to. It's exactly. terrible. Exactly. It's terrible. It's the food. It's the everything in it. I Before right. I got into this, I um, had a regional parenting publication and talk show and everything. So I know all about this and reported on it. Um, and kind of how I got into the can medical cannabis industry is that I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and told mm -hmm. to take Humira, right. which is awful and um so i looked for alternatives for my joint pain of course diet everything else i changed and that's how i found medical cannabis and cbd and it worked so well that i sold my business and threw myself into the industry and mm. i also own a rescue farm and grooming and boarding business and i could see so many dogs coming in sick with problems. I lost one of my beloved pets at seven years old. Mm. And the only thing I even got an autopsy done on her. The only thing they found was irritable bowel. I mm. spent at least ten, fifteen thousand dollars at, you know, every vet. But the vet that I went to her every year gave her all the vaccinations, mm. every new one, everything. So I killed my dog because I trusted this vet and did everything that he told me to and I didn't research it 
And yeah, nobody touches my kids, me, my pets, any anything anymore without me doing full research and finding out everything about it. And of course, what I found out about pet vaccines, I feel like everything that happens in, in our industry on the human side, it's 10 times worth on, on the pet side because nobody's looking at it or regulating it. So right. I have a lot of the same struggles because as you know, the pharmaceutical industry is the reason why cannabis isn't legal. Um, so uh, we know all about that fight and are always fighting it. Um, I would love to find out what information you have found out about pet vaccinations. Um, some of the the... I don't want to say rumors or information that I have read is that the vaccinations aren't dosed per, you know, per animal, that they're all used the same dosage. Um, I guess let's answer that first and then let's go into the harmful ingredients in these vaccinations and then what can we do? Yeah, actually, so what I do see right now is a lot more vets speaking up about this and not being afraid, so courageously speaking up against about this. And there are some great articles by a veterinarian out of New Mexico. Um, her name is Dee Burke, and she has amazing resources. Uh, definitely should be interviewed as well. Okay. Um, and Dr. Rob is fighting the system over in on the East Coast. So one of the biggest issues is that vaccines are given repeatedly, even though, you know, it's really a lot, the studies and the science shows that they don't need to be given repeatedly. And if you really look into why it's happening, it's up to 15% uh, of that uh, income is linked to vaccines. So if they have you coming in for the vet visit, that's not, in, that's just vaccines alone. That's not including the visits. It's not including the potential acute side effects that will happen in um, um, probably a minority, but a, a strong minority of pets, right, that are going to happen within one to two weeks, or the long-term accumulation of the toxins, which can cause um, systemic inflammation and autoimmune diseases that never used to be seen in dogs, and now suddenly dogs have arthritis and seizures and asthma and all of these things that is mirroring the childhood population. So. Right what's the standard you know different food is being fed to the children as as is the pets and although the, our food system definitely needs an overhaul we have to look at what we've been injecting into them because when you inject something it bypasses the entire body's natural detox and filter process so anything injected 90 to 95 percent gets absorbed by the body tissues these are foreign particles foreign synthetic chemicals that have no place in the body and they're causing inflammation. And this is basically the systemic inflammation that's gonna to lead to cancer, autoimmune issues. If it lodges in the brain tissue, then it will cause neurological damage. If it lodges in the joints, it'll cause arthritis in the gut, a lot of autoimmune issues. So, you know, these are, these are the things that we're looking at. And you're right, it's one size fits all. It's the same with adults and children vaccines as well. But in pets, you know, you're giving the same vaccine in dosage at, to a, a big golden retriever as to a little chihuahua puppy. And the reason that that's important is because obviously the bigger the animal, the, the lower the dose is going to affect that animal because it's spread out over, it's not, it is going to affect it, but it'll take a longer period of time and it'll be dispersed more in a larger animal than a smaller animal. So the inflammation will not be as um, visible and acute, the side effects and the inflammation. So, you know, that's one of the big issues. As you said, the ingredients, I mean, we need to be asking 
about everything that we put into our animals, that we put into our own bodies, our children, what's in the food, what's in our water system, what's in the air we're breathing, what's in the vaccine that the doctor's injecting. And believe me, from calling on hundreds of doctors, and it's really, it's mirrored in the vet industry, they're getting their information from pharmaceutical companies. You would be really, really shocked by how few doctors and vets actually spend time looking at, at science anymore. Because what is it? Something like 15,000 uh, I know journals they don't. I know they don't. Every month, or I'm sorry, every year. Right. They don't have time to read through that. And right. the pharmaceutical industries have plenty of people on the ground in their offices, daily basis, saying, oh, look at this one um, line from the study. And even though it could say that this is completely useless, but look at this one line. And that's what the doctors are going to remember. So it's a very powerful industry. And uh, it's very focused on profit and not pets right. and patients. So some of those ingredients you mentioned, um, wow, it's very similar to childhood vaccines. We're looking at um, aluminum and heavy metals like mercury. There's even more mercury in uh, pet vaccines, although they do keep the pet vaccine formulations because of patent rules, very hush-hush. But uh, mercury, uh, aluminum, these are metals that don't belong in our system. And so every time they're injected, they're, the body considers them foreign. So they will lodge in certain body tissues. It's kind of a crapshoot, depending on where you have genetic weaknesses, where it's gonna land. Um, I noticed on I noticed on dogs a lot, and I've also researched it. They come out onto a tumor on the skin, and then the yeah. vet will cut it off, and it'll come back, and they'll cut it off, and then it'll come back somewhere else, and they'll cut that off, and then they'll start happening inside where you can't see them anymore. Right, but that's, that's one of my favorite things about a dog is that it pops up out on the skin, like warning, hello, do something about this. Right, but that's only the aluminum and the metals and the toxins that don't get filtered into the bloodstream. So in animals, it's interesting because they do seem to have more reactions at the injection site. And some interesting information that's going on right now, some studies that came out and some suggestions in cats, and I have cats myself, is that you uh, vaccinate in the tail area so that when, if and when, stressing that when the tumor develops at the vaccination site, you can just chop off the tail and you don't have to lose a leg in the animal. And there is actually recommendations from, you know, agency, you know, national agencies and studies on tail vaccinations so that you can just cut off the tail when there's a tumor. Can you imagine what's going on in the other organs? It, you know, tumors are a symptom and a sign of damage happening systemically. It's not just in that one place. Science would love to, you to believe that because they because they really want you to agree to surgery and radiation and all of these things that are targeted but actually there's systemic damage going on every time there's cancer and every time there's a tumor so you know we're seeing this and so it's a lot of the aluminum speaking of cancer it's well documented in science that formaldehyde causes cancer, uh, particularly leukemia. And right now the EPA is getting heat because they have been burying a study that they commissioned by EPA uh, national scientists that, it, that shows, according to whistleblowers, at even at tiny, tiny doses, formaldehyde is linked to lymphoma and leukemia. And Reuters did a whole um, spread on this in expose last summer, and the report is still not out. So there's formaldehyde in most childhood vaccines, and there's formaldehyde in most pet vaccines. It's the inactivating agent. 
and what the cancer rates are skyrocketing. You know, this is not a coincidence. Yet right. so many people are just blinded because someone in a white coat with their name on it um, says that things are safe and effective and you don't need to do that research. And believe me, I was in that situation. That was exactly what the doctor told me. And that spurred me to critically think and say, wait a minute, I that means I definitely need to do my research because you don't really care necessarily about my kid you're not the one holding it you didn't give birth to it you know and if there's problems that's more money right if there's problems that's more money for them because you're gonna have to keep on coming back like people will complain about the one ounce tincture being 99 dollars i'm like well that one ounce tincture is going to keep you from going to vet every time you go to the vet for diarrhea uh weird reaction a bump or whatever it's a 400 500 visit every time and then there's all kinds of medications that you're given that you're supposed to give your dog so i always laugh at that i'm like this 99 bottle is going to keep you from seeing your vet and actually save you a lot more money in the long run we're gonna exactly. i know we need to take a break so okay. um let me let george here take a break for us it's a dog's life we'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. I have a, a wonderful story from a friend whose dog got seizures after vaccines. And okay, let's we'll tell that. Um, we'll talk about that. It's funny because I talked about talked to two vets yesterday um, who haven't seen any dogs. Uh, they haven't recommended CBD yet for any dogs that are having seizures when that's what I'm using it the most for. I mean, I have stopped more dogs from having seizures with CBD purely because I started on the human side and watched kids in a seizure and a mother put the tincture under the lip and the child completely stopped its seizure. It's amazing. Anyway, let's go. Okay, we're going, we're going, we're going. <laughs> okay, so 
we were talking about these chemicals in the vac vaccinations. Um, do you have stories of people who have, their pets have had reactions um, right. after? Yes, and I just wanted to finish up. So formaldehyde, aluminum, there are other um, massive chemicals that are in there as well, MSG, all types of antibiotics, all types of different animal cells. And that's important as well because if you're not going to naturally be introduced to different animal parts and DNA via injection in any other way. So again, those are considered foreign matter for the body. It's going to increase inflammation. It's going to cause health issues. It's just a matter of time, whether you see it right away or if it develops months later. And then doctors cash in on uh, those follow-up appointments, the chemotherapy, the medical testing, the prescription drugs, all of that. So Yes, I actually have a good friend who who is um, fighting with me in, on the vaccine, or she's with me in the movement of the vaccine movement, and she didn't get into it because of her children. She actually got into it because of her dog, and her dog was a golden retriever, so on large dog. But when he was one and a half years old, he got a series of uh, vaccinations, and he developed seizures within twelve hours, and they were massive seizures. They were. I think it was like 10 seizures a day. And obviously, you know, she couldn't ignore what was right in front of her. Like, okay, my dog was healthy at the vet yesterday and now developed seizures 12 hours later. What's going on here? And that was when she started diving into the vaccine research. She later realized that some of the issues that her children had um, were linked uh, timing wise and all of that to vaccinations as well. But she, is uh, very loud and sharing her story and she uses CBD oil to control the seizures and it works amazingly and that's mirrored also what we're seeing on the side with humans and epilepsy and this is right. one of the fights in different you know different states to get medical marijuana approved and it's not even marijuana I really even hate to use marijuana and because they're totally different yeah um, but to get this approved is because of um, seizures is one of the main things. Also pain relief, also cancer, uh, pain from cancer and these types of things. But guess what? Arthritis. FDA, FDA has only approved one drug mm. and it's a synthesized version. Yeah. It's, it's the it's, only one and everything else is not allowed. And the FDA, actually, the FDA is actually hearing um, right now. Well, it's probably over by now, but they are actually talking about it and going to come up with restrictions and rules and regulations. And we'll see what happens with that. But um, yeah, right now there's one drug out there treating kids with epilepsy and it's a synthesized version of THC and CBD so that they can hurry up and get it out there before everybody else. And really it grows out of the ground. Really right. synthesize it and make it a drug. It's it's amazing to me. And the, the scary part of that is what they add in there to be able to patent it. So right. what I learned in the pharmaceutical industry is that they take natural things and they don't tell you what those are, and then they try to hush up the natural, you know, alternatives, and then they synthesize it. But then they put synthetic chemicals in there. Mm -hmm. And what when I had my eye-opening experience with Vioxx, I really had to sit back and be like are they putting these synthetic chemicals in there on purpose to cause further side effects so that you need other drugs or to cause further health issues? And are they doing it because they don't know what the damage because the science is there or is it because they're intentionally trying to create more medical visits, more drugs, more side effects and more customers? 
I, I mean, finding a cure, you know, for cancer, cancer is big money. All these drugs exactly. are big money. Why would we get rid of them? Um, they're not exactly. they're not finding cures. They don't want to cure you. They want you to keep on taking more and more prescription pills. I mean, when I see it on a dog, I'm just like, a, a lot of times I get a dog after the uh, owner has taken it to the vet to put down or it's a senior and they don't want it anymore and I get it. So when I get it, I take it off all of its prescription drugs, and I'm always amazed. There's one for the heart. There's one for the allergies. There's one for the ears. There's a shampoo for the – and they're all poison. And mm. I get rid of all of them, and I just do CBD, and dogs come back to life. And most of the time, it's what you're putting in them, whether it's a toxic vaccine or shot that they don't need or bad food or whatever, just like it is for us. So I'm amazed. What What do you – think pet parents should know because I'm sure there's a lot of us out there that are freaking out because we've given our dogs uh, mm -hmm. vaccinations what do you suggest that they could do how do they detoxify what should they do I, I, I was amazed even to learn that the association that oversees the, um, the vaccinations only recommends it for the first three years mm. and yet, yeah how much we're not, being, we're not being told and as parents of children or pets um, I've kept my own. We need to do those research, and and you know I've kept my I've managed to keep my cats vaccine free. Um, and uh, if anyone wants tips on that, I won't go public with it, but um, it's possible. There are a lot of holistic vets out there that are really challenging the system, and um, you know I think there's just so much we're not told, and we have a responsibility when we become pet owners to do the the do. Uh, ah, the due diligence <laughs> and the research, right? I mean, as if we were buying a new car, would you just go onto the first lot that you drive by and say, okay, I'm just going to buy a car from here and let the salesperson direct you? No, you're going to do research. You're going to figure out what color you want, what options you want, which car you want to buy, what's going to be the best fit. And this is what we have to do with our pets as well in terms of medications, in terms of flea and tick things, in terms of vaccines. And there are a lot of natural alternatives out there that the vets are not going to necessarily know about and they're not going to necessarily want to recommend because there is a huge kickback system with you know pharmaceutical drugs that they um, prescribe or the vaccines they make money off or the medical tests that they suggest or the specialist visits or the surgeries. It's all a profit-based business model. So um, we really have to do our due diligence. And there, for those who have vaccinated, and I vaccinated myself, well, my mother vaccinated me, and then she pressured me to vaccinate into my 20s. And I had a massive reaction to a hepatitis B shot when I was 25. Um, we all need to be detoxing, even if, those who've never been vaccinated because of what we take in in the water and the air and the food, but anything injected is far more potent. So we have to be doing detox um, protocols, even maintenance on a daily basis. And we can do this for our pets and our children as well. A lot of the, um, the herbs and a lot of just the detox mechanisms are, are safe. Um, so CBD oil is a, is a great way, as we discussed, to kind of combat health issues. In terms of detoxing, you know, there, it's really great to see um, a, homeopath, a homeopath. It's really great to see a homeopath. Great, so great. you can get uh, homeopathic versions to detox. There are some great ones. There's also other protocols that use supplements and char um, uh, activated charcoal supplements to release some of the built-up toxins in our tissues and then activated charcoal. So there are different protocols out there. 
I have a detox page on the website, learntherisk.org backslash detox, awesome. which gives other options. And I think it's just, you know, trial and error. What works for you? I particularly am fond of hyperbaric oxygen and infrared sauna for myself. I'm also going to have to do a, a, a more serious chelation soon because um, I just had my blood tested and I have high heavy metals in, in the blood. You can see it on the, on the, under the microscope. I saw it, it was shocking. So what is a um, blood test? How do you get that blood test done for both? Does that blood test exist in pets and for yeah, humans, what do you ask for? You know, do you do hair samples? Do you do pee tests? Um, this was actually uh, at, a, at a holistic doctor's office. I had blood taken out of my finger and put it under a microscope, and you could see the reflective. So it's something if you go to a holistic. So yeah, okay. and I, you know, there's holistic vets. You know, I would always call and shop around because one of the issues that I see as well, even in the holistic community, is that people don't understand that if if there's a health issue, then your body is in some way um, creating inflammation and it's usually from toxicity. So the last thing you want to do is increase toxicity because you're already having a health issue. You're just going right. to create another health issue or the one you have is going to worsen. So um, if you know you have a pet that's experiencing vaccine side effects or injuries or you understand or health issues that um, are created by toxicity and inflammation, which most are, unless it's a an acute crisis, accident, fall, that kind of thing. Um, I would shop around. I would say, hey, what are your thoughts on vaccines? Because if your holistic vet is going to choose to, you know, try to help you detox, but then pushes vaccines, it, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. It's it's going to. No, I've had. I, I like to tell people, I'm like a true holistic vet. If you walk in and you see Triflexis and Comfortis and all those drugs sitting on the counter for sale you need to turn around and walk out. That's not a holistic bet. That's someone who's making a lot of money. I know. I have a shop. I could sell those things. The markup is awesome. They treat you really well if you sell their drugs. Exactly. I don't sell them. I don't there sell them. a lot them. of bonuses, too. I a know. Lot of kickbacks. So I think that we also have to shop around, and we have to support those who understand the entire picture, right? So the higher the toxicity, the higher the level of, the infl of inflammation, the more chronic health issues it, we're going to have and the more cancer. So we, you know, we need to support those vets that understand that and don't want to detox you on one hand, but then add to the toxicity on the other hand, that's, you know, going to even out. You're not going to really be helping the issue and it's not going to be addressing the root cause of the problem, which is the inflammation systemically. So, so basically um, they need to find a holistic vet and say, yes. I want to not vaccinate. What can I do? I would even check in with a homeopath. I would do a, a homeopath okay. on detox protocols. I have a lot, most on the website is geared towards humans, but there are also a lot of those things that we can do for our pets as well. And then minimizing the toxicity in the environment. So in the food, in the water that you're giving your pets. In the yard, in the house. In the yard, no chemicals in the yard, heaven forbid, you know, no, all natural in the garden, in the yard. I mean, our animals are all around there digging things up. No chemicals, no chemicals in the house, no fragrances, no cooking with um, non I'm sorry, um, non-stick pans because that puts the toxic chemicals into the environment and the, the animals are breathing that in and they're a, a fraction of our size. So they're going to have more issues. In fact, there are, stories, there are stories and studies of birds that have died when their parent is cooking you know, with nonstick pans 
and you know birds are small so it's going to cause health issue in, in bigger animals so detoxing the environment as well um, making sure that you use filtered water for our animals so I use filtered water for myself and for my animals and so many pet parents forget that they have to think of their animals too if they're buying organic food for themselves and their children what about the pet and what about you know filtering their water as well they just don't it's funny because we just don't think that the things that we suffer from and the same things that happen to us can happen to our pets and i was going to say that your pet your cat or your dog in your house is your canary in your in your mind hole and yes. it is if something is wrong with them, I always say that to all of, you know, say, take that out, your poisons in your yard, your toxic cleaners, all of those things. And guess what? Your whole family is going to get healthier. So right. if your dog is sick, there's something going on in your home environment and you should change it. Thank exactly. you so much for joining us today. I wish I had another hour that I could talk to you. I, I really enjoyed our conversation. If you could tell everybody again about your website so that they can go to learn more about you. Yes, it's learntherisk.org, and we just launched a pet vaccine section with lots of great information on there. And uh, yes, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us here on It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino. You can follow me at AngelaArdolino.com or CBDDogHealth.com. You can download our past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, or on iHeartRadio. opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.